Now, before we go to the actual teaching, I want to give you some practical things, practical things you can do to get the most out of our sessions, okay? One is uh, you can listen to the podcast, to the replay of the teachings, okay? I really want to encourage you to do that, okay? That's the reason why I made it into a podcast, so it will be readily available to anyone who wants to listen again. Because by experience, uh, when you go back to a teaching that you've already heard and you meditate on it, uh, there there are more revelations that come. You know, that come. There are more understanding. In fact, the Holy Spirit would add spiritual insights to those you've already uh, received from him. So in other words, now it gets deeper and deeper when you listen to it. So I really want to encourage you to not only listen once, but twice, okay? And the second one is to, when you get those spiritual insights, to write it down. That's so important. You've got to write it down. And it's the principle that is laid out in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. I know you're familiar with that. Now, in Habakkuk 2, it says, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. So, it's a principle in the Word. Whatever God says to you, you write it down. Progress happens when you write things down. That's when progress happens, okay? And you will remember everything. It will take root. Then it will become a conviction in your life. And when that happens, you'll be able to obey it, okay? So the key thing is to obey whatever God wants you to do. That's where manifestations come from. So I really want to encourage you. Those, these two things you know, is practical and very uh, important to do when it comes to the Word of God. That's how you grow, and that's how the Word of God becomes alive in your life, okay? So praise God. Uh, we're going to start. This is our eighth session. The topic tonight is, or the title is, The Keys of the Kingdom. The Keys of the kingdom. I will start Genesis 1.26. says there, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, we all know God created man in his image image and the job he gave man is to have dominion that's our job okay now we all know this it's his it's history already when man sinned that image was uh, damaged okay it was tarnished and the dominion that's supposed to be the job of man he that dominion he gave over to satan 
But the good news, we all know this, after Jesus paid the price for all our sins, all who now believe in him had that image restored, okay? So all of us right now, because we are all believers, we have a new nature. The Bible calls us the new creation, okay? And that dominion is now handed over to us again. So we are mandated to fulfill our job. And that is to have dominion with Christ over all the earth. All right. Now, all of that is just a summary of what we have learned before. Okay. So we're going to start from that. And another thing we said about dominion is this. Dominion means governance. Okay. Governance. It's the right to rule with Christ over all the earth. Dominion. So that means all of us now are called to dominate. We are called to bring every place as God instructs us to under heaven's government. That's our job. In other words, our God, who is now king over all, he wants to bring his kingdom on the earth or his kingdom right now to expand more and more his rule to expand more and more that is what the dominion is for okay that's why it was given to all of us we've been given to authority to bring everything under god's will i hope that's very clear by now okay and that's precious highly valuable authority that's Christ's authority being shared to us. Amen. And the, and, and the purpose of that, okay, is not to use, uh, to use it for our own. The purpose of that is to bring everything under the will of God. Okay? That's the overall picture. New Testament scripture bears witness also with this kind of uh mentality all right it's in romans 5 17 and i will read it in the amplified romans 5 17 says for if because of one man's trespass lapse offense and that's pertaining to adam death reigned through that one much more surely this is important okay now, this applies to us. Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life. Did you hear that? We've been given overflowing grace. We've been given the gift of righteousness for this purpose so that we can reign as kings in life that's romans 5 17 we're supposed to reign as kings in life not servants not slaves there's a big difference between a king and a servant okay between someone who is free and someone who is a slave we're supposed to live a life that is free in Christ, 
and reigning in Christ. So reign as kings. Okay, we are royalty. All right? Reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So I want this verse to settle, to settle this truth once and for all in our minds and heart. We are to reign and rule as kings with the Lord Jesus Christ over the whole earth over the whole earth that's a vast territory okay not just over australia amen not just over the philippines over the whole earth what a what an honor what a privilege but what also a great responsibility now that's the major part of our fellowship with God. Remember, that's what we talked about last week. True Bible fellowship is partnership with God. So, true fellowship is working together with God as a partner and partaker of God's kingdom business. God is on the move. He wants to expand his kingdom. He wants to enforce his uh, will. And he's looking out for partners. Amen? He's looking out for Christians who want to work with him today in the 21st century. Amen? So this is a choice. It's a calling and yet, it's also a choice like any other thing, like salvation, okay? So, we need to decide for ourselves if we want to work together with God in enforcing the will of God in whatever place He wants us to enforce it, okay? Now, now let's go deeper. Let's go deeper into this. With our main verse for tonight is Matthew 16, verse 19. I'll read first in the New King James, okay? I hope you're there. You read with me. Look at it with your eyes. Matthew 16, verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Fantastic. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Look at it, listen to it as if it's the first time you're hearing it. This is a big statement coming from the Lord Jesus Christ concerning his church. It's a big, big statement. It's a very important to the kingdom of God. Jesus is saying he has given keys to the church. And when you say keys of the kingdom, you're talking about authority. So he has given us two types of authority. Okay? Two types. One authority is the authority to bind. And the other thing is the authority to lose. This you do in prayer. This is a different kind of prayer. This is not the prayer of faith. 
where you just ask things from God for what you need. Okay, this is a different kind. This is where you will use now your God-given authority. This means when it comes to the works of God against the works of the enemy, we have to use the keys. Okay? When you think of the enemy, you don't just pray a prayer of faith. When you think of the enemy, you use the keys. The key to bind and the key to lose. So, do we see evil all around us? <laughs> that is such an the answer is so obvious, okay? Because we are in the last of the last days. If we see evil all around us, this kind of prayer is one of the most important prayers right now. To learn, to apply. The prayer of binding and loosing. Because we are to enforce the will of God over the works or over the will of the enemy. I just need to qualify, these keys are not used against people, okay? You call that witchcraft. That's what witchcraft is all about. They use black magic to control people. So we are not going to use our God-given authority to control people. These keys are used uh, against the enemy behind situations, behind people. Okay? I hope that's clear. We don't bind persons. <laughs> Amen. We're, we are not uh, at the side of the enemy. That's what the enemy does. Okay? He controls people. He manipulates people. He coerces people. It's a different kind of spirit. God, on the other hand, is, is very gentle, very loving, and yet he's full of righteousness. He's full of justice. Amen? And he has already triumphed over the enemy and it's up to us now to use the keys to enforce that victory over the enemy. All right. Now, I want to read that particular verse in another, in another version so we can understand more about binding and loosing. In the Amplified, it says, I will give you the keys, authority of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind. Forbid, declared to be improper and unlawful on earth, will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you lose, permit, declared to be lawful. <laughs> I'm just laughing because there's so much unlawful laws right now. Okay? But it says here, whatever you lose, permit, declared to be lawful on earth, will have already been loosed in heaven. Another version, I will tie this together. I will give you the keys to heaven's realm. Whatever you tie up on earth will have been tied up in the heavenly places. And whatever you release on earth will have been released in the heavenly places. According to those verses, to bind means to forbid, to declare to be improper and unlawful 
to tie up. That's what bind means, okay? To forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful, or to tie up. When you lose something in Jesus' name, that means to permit it, to declare to be lawful, and release it. I want you to get this. If you've been he hearing that verse, it's saying heaven is allowing what we allow. I'll say it again. Okay, this is so important. Heaven is allowing what we allow. Okay? This is so important today to understand. Why? Because people sometimes question God or at a loss for an answer or sometimes they're even angry and ask God, Lord, why did you do this? Or sometimes they ask, if you did not do it, Lord, why did you allow it? Have you heard those statements? Lord, why did you do this? Or if you did not do it, why did you allow it? Because you're sovereign king. Okay? Now, but the real question that we should ask ourselves when something evil happens is this. Why are people allowing it? Why are we allowing it? When we have the keys to forbid or not to forbid. Amen? One of the greatest lessons today, you know, in this end-time move of God, that we can ever learn if we want to have impact on the world today, is that we have been given authority. It's one of the greatest lessons. We've been given authority. Authority to forbid, tie up something, bind the enemy, shut down things. We're capable of doing that. Are there things you want to be shut down in your family, in your nation, in Victoria? Yeah. Amen? You have authority. You also have authority to permit things, to release things, to lose things. Now, what's sad about this, um, it's such a familiar verse, okay? But what is sad is not every Christian really believe on this. The emphasis has always been this one. Okay? This is the emphasis. Well, we just have to let go and let God. Have you heard those, that phrase? We just have to let go and let God. Now, Okay, let me qualify myself, okay? Let me qualify. It's true, we should let go of worries, of fears, amen, of cares. And you do that in a different kind of prayer, the casting of cares to God, okay? First Peter 5, 7. That's a different kind of prayer. In fact, in fact I encourage people not to pray the prayer of faith until they have learned 
to cast, cast all their cares to God. Amen? Because if you've not cast all your cares to God, you will not be able to pray the prayer of faith, of asking things according to God's will in faith. So that's true, okay? We have to let go of all the hindrances to our faith, the worries and the fears. We have to let go of sin. That is also true, okay? Uh, already obvious. But this is my point. When people say let go and let God, what they usually mean is this. Let's leave it all up to God. That's what they mean. Let's leave it all up to God. Okay. Let's get out of his way and let's quit trying to do anything. Anyway, God is God. He's sovereign. That's what they mean. And I want you to know that's the greatest deception ever. It's the greatest darkness ever by the enemy. Because when you believe that, you are not able to bind him and you're not able to lose, him, lose the will of God. Because you're going to quit trying. You think God will do it for us. That's not true. Because there are certain things God already told us to do. Okay, and if we don't do the binding on and losing, what happens is Satan is free to steal, kill, and destroy. That's why this is one of the reasons why bad things happen to good people. Okay, that's a very Famous question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, one of the answers, because we have allowed it. It's kind of painful sometimes to admit it, but if, we're, but if we are teachable, if something bad happens to us and we inquire of God, Lord, why did it happen? God in his mercy will reveal why. He will tell us where we missed it. And if we learn from our mistakes, we get stronger. Instead of concluding that everything came from God. Not everything comes from God. Amen? Amen? Not everything. Or else he would not even give the authority anymore to us. Okay? The authority is to trample on the enemy so that his evil works will not prevail today. That's what the dominion is for. I want to emphasize a wonderful promise in the verse, okay? I'll read it again. It says here, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. That's the promise. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, I did some a little Greek study that will be bound, will be loosed is uh, in the future perfect periphrastic tense in Greek. That means, okay, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. That's the Greek tense. Whatever you lose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. What does that mean? The Greek tense usually means that in the future, 
something will already have been an accomplished fact. Did you get that? Did you get that? This is, this is the one that's amazing. In the future, something will already have been an accomplished fact. That's good news. That means when you use your authority, being led by the Spirit, being guided by the Word, when you now begin to bind and loose, what's the promise? It will surely come to pass. Isn't that great news? That's what the Greek tense means. It will surely come to pass. Amen? Jesus is assuring the church. This is like, wow. It's like you've been promoted as a general in the army. That whatever you command in the spirit, guided by the word of God, will surely happen. Amen? Why? Because we're all kings. According to Romans. Now, I hope that encourages you. I want you to look at 1 Timothy 6.12. 1 Timothy 6.12. It says there, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. It says there, fight the good fight of faith. I always ask this. Why is it a good fight? I always ask it. Why? Because faith always wins. Faith always wins. It's a good fight. It's not a terrible fight. When you fight in faith, you will win in the end. All right? Now, it says there, lay hold. Did it say let go? Lay hold is different from letting go, right? This, is, this one is saying, you lay hold of it. There's an active, there's an action that we need to do. We have to lay hold of something. Although Jesus already won everything, we have to lay hold of it. Actively possess it for our lives. That's what it means, okay? Now, many are trying to get out of God's way and says, Lord, whatever you want. Whatever you want, that's what I want. Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We are supposed to find out what the will of the Lord is. And not say to God, Lord, whatever your will is. Are you getting it? We're supposed to know what the will of the Lord is. What has been made available for us? Why? So we can pray for it. So we can submit to the will of God. And if the enemy is there, we can bind him. We can lose, lose the will of God into our lives. And in the end, obey in faith. We need to use our authority when there is evil in the world. And it takes faith to lay hold of the will of God. That takes faith. Okay? That's not automatic. It says there, lay hold of what? Eternal life. But aren't we saved? 
What is that to lay hold of? Eternal life there is the Greek word zoe. And zoe means the God kind of life. Zoe, when you translate it in the Bible, uh, usually it's translated eternal life or abundant life. What is God saying? You've got to lay hold of the God kind of life that he has prepared for you. The God kind of life. The victorious kind of life. The one that doesn't retreat back, doesn't quit. When the enemy is raging, amen, you are ready with your weapons. You're ready with the weapon of the name of the Lord. You're ready with the weapon of the blood of Jesus Christ. You're ready with the word of God. You're ready, amen, with binding and loosing. Why? Holy Spirit is always there and we will guide you on how to use those weapons. Amen? He will guide you. Now, I know a lot of people have already lost jobs. I know a lot of people uh, are losing money. Some have fallen to sickness. Some have already passed, okay? Now, today, with this evil raging in the world, if someone is an unbeliever, what's the best thing for him to do right now? To become a believer, right? That's the best thing he needs to do right now. To become a believer, to get to God. Why? Because he is the source, source of everything that we need. He is the one who is not limited by anything that's happening in the world. Amen? So you've got to get to the source who is not hindered by the enemy. Once you are a believer... You've got to realize, and we've got to all realize, it's not all up to God. We have an assignment to do. We have our own homeworks to do. Amen? We've got to go, like I said before, that prayer, that anointed prayer every day, Ephesians 1. We've got to pray that prayer. And we've got to take, deliberately take our seat with Jesus Christ in the heavenly places. Why? It's far above the enemy. Uh, at the right hand of God, in the secret place of the Most High, the enemy cannot even touch you. Remember? So we've got to be diligent to take our seat every morning. Are you doing that? I hope you're doing that by now. You take your seat. And in that seat, when you spend time with God, okay, Holy Spirit now will lead you, amen, in the word of God. He will guide you into all truth. He will tell you what to bind and what to lose. Amen. He will download to you revelation and wisdom. So that when you see situations, when you see your nation, you know what to pray for. You know what to bind. You know what to lose. You don't do this on your own. Hallelujah. That's why we're seated together with Christ. He takes the lead. Amen. And that's marvelous about this thing. We're not going to do it on our own. It's going to be done by grace. With amazing grace. Amen. That as we hear God, as we hear God in the secret place, as we meditate on the word of God, he will tell us what to bind and he will tell us what to lose. And this was the amazing thing. Whatever you speak out in faith, 
it will be done. Isn't that amazing? Whatever you speak out, it's like creation all over again. You becoming God's mouthpiece in prayer. Amen? You are God's mouthpiece and whatever you decree, declare, bind and loose, it will manifest. That's why I'm believing we're going to Australia next year. <laughs> why? Because we have the authority. That's not too far-fetched. Amen? Every time we limit God, we limit our authority. We limit Jesus Christ's authority over heaven and earth. There is no limitations in God. Amen? Can you imagine? The only reason, the only reason why I, I listen to the news so that I will know what I can inquire of God. That's the only reason. To go back to the presence of God, inquire Him, and let Him speak to me by His Holy Spirit. Let Him speak to me by His Word. And when He instructs me to bind and loose, that's the time I do it. And without fail, this is without fail, by experience, when you really hear from God and you speak it out in faith, it really manifests. Amen. But if it's only from you, amen. You know, a lot of people are always asking, how do you know if it's God or not? It's like two intimate persons, okay? Best friends, sisters, brothers or sisters, uh, marriage, couples. The more you talk to one another, the more you begin to know the person. Amen? And when you know the person, when the person begins to smile, you begin to understand why he's smiling. When the person begins to frown, you kind of know why he's frowning. Why? Because you're so intimate already. That's what intimacy does with God. When you know his word and you know the voice of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Once you speak it out in faith, you become, you become his instrument on the earth. And your prayers changes communities, changes laws. Amen. It can change laws. Don't we have unlawful laws right now? But can we overturn them? Yes. We can overturn any laws made by men. Amen. Why? Because we have Christ's authority. So I'm just giving you all these, all these examples, okay? There are many. The enemy has been busy attacking our families. He's been busy. There's one thing about the enemy. He's very diligent. Relentless. Why? Because he knows his time is short. That's why he's Working 24 hours a day, okay? So he's relentless. He's attacking our minds. He's attacking our families. He's attacking our communities. He's attacking our politicians. He's attacking our nations. He's attacking everyone, all right? And who's going to stop him? Christians who are intimate with God, who can hear his voice 
every day of their lives so that they will know what to bind and lose. Who knows the word of God, whose very foundation, amen, is the word of God, the final authority, amen? I just want to encourage you, okay? Practice this kind of prayer as you hear from God more and more. Practice this kind of prayer of binding and loosing, not only for yourself, do it for your families, do it for your nation, do it for your state. One more passage, okay, we'll tackle this, Psalm 33, Psalm 33. I hope this is shedding some light. I hope this is stirring up something in you. You want to pray more than ever now. Psalm 33, verses 4 and 5. Verse 4, for the word of the Lord is right. And all his work is done in truth. Wow. All of God's word is done in truth. There is no deception in him. There is no lie. And John 17, 17 says, Thy word is truth. So that means all the works of God today are based on the word of God. All right? They're based on the word of God. And that's why the more you meditate on the word you will know what he wants to happen. All right? The more you meditate on the word, you will know what he wants to happen. It will be clear to you. Look at verse 5. He loves righteousness and justice. Amen. The earth is full of the goodness of God. This is our God. He loves Righteousness and justice. So when you see unrighteousness, when you see chaos, confusion, when you see violence and hatred, and you see, you see this all around in the world, when you see deception, well, you can bind them in God's name and it will be bound. Why? Because he loves righteousness and justice. Amen? It is only right to bind evil when you see it. It's only right to bind evil when you see it. It should be the first reaction that we should do. Every time we hear evil, see evil, amen, you have the right to bind it. Why? Because the word of God says he loves righteousness. He loves justice. So you can bind injustice. Amen. And it says here, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. That's what you want to see, right? You want to see the earth full of the goodness of the Lord. But if you want to see more and more of the goodness of God, you use your authority to lose the goodness of God, to lose the will of God in a certain situation so you will see the goodness of God, to lose healing, for example, to, to lose uh, freedom, for example, to lose his wisdom in a certain situation when people are confused, to lose deliverance, his love. Okay, we can do that. So we can see the goodness of God in the earth. Okay, 
when it comes to the devil and his works, the Bible never asks us to pray about it. When it comes to the devil and his cohorts and their demonic works, the Bible never asks us to pray about it because God has already done everything he will do to the devil. And I will read it, okay? Just to be clear, I will read it, okay? People need to renew their mind regarding this. In Colossians 2.15, says here, Jesus, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So Jesus already triumphed over demonic entities, okay? He has already defeated them. Another verse is Hebrews 2.14, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So as far as God is concerned, Jesus Christ has already defeated Satan and all his demonic cohorts. So we don't pray about demons and his works to God because he has already done everything. What he has asked us to do is use the keys. Use the keys. Bind and loose so that the victory of the cross will be enforced. Okay? Will be enforced. So that means if you're facing trouble today and that trouble is being caused by people who have willfully plotted against you, okay? They're trying to steal from you. They're trying to steal your business or they're trying to steal your children or grandchildren. They're trying to destroy your marriage. The first thing you do, because they are not your enemies, is to forgive them. That's the first thing. You've got to forgive them first, okay? That's in Mark 11. Because no matter how you bind or lose, without love and faith in your hearts, it won't have an effect. So you've got to forgive first. Forgive the people who are doing this to you. They are not your enemies. And then you can bind and lose the enemy behind them. That's the way it goes. That's the time you can bind and lose the enemy. Now, if, for example, your nation or your state, the state of Victoria, is facing major problems today, major troubles, okay? I have an encouragement for all of us. Let's go back to Psalm 33. If we're talking about nationwide trouble, not just family, community-wide, or in the world, Psalm 33 verse 10 says, The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. Hallelujah. The Lord brings to counsel of the nations to nothing. Praise God. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. Hallelujah. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Isn't that good news? God brings 
the counsel of wicked men to nothing, zero. God is able, amen, God is able to go against every evil plan on this earth right now. God is able to do that. And he is also able to make the plans of the people of no effect, that it will not harm the purposes of the kingdom of God. It will not harm the church. Amen. Because like what I'm hearing in the news, I, I know you've heard it also. There are, there are laws being made against the church, even in the United States. But God is saying he can bring that to no effect. Hallelujah. Amen. He can bring that to no effect. The church will not remain as it is. The church is called to be free. Amen. It's called to be free. Now, God is able to do that. The counsel of the Lord, it says here, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. Okay. If that is true, therefore, we are now encouraged to do our part. God is calling us to unbroken communion with Him. Get to know God's heart in every situation. He wants to bring to nothing the evil plans. Hallelujah. All we need to do, okay, is to have this unbroken communion with God. Get to know His heart. Get to know His mind. Amen. Get to know His plans for for the nations, listen every day of your life, and then whatever you hear, bind and loose, then it will come to pass. That means our prayers can have an effect not only nationwide, it can have an effect worldwide. Isn't that exciting? I hope your spirit is getting stirred. Lockdown, being in our houses, doesn't mean powerless. Being in lockdown, being in our houses, now we can use to make changes in the world. Amen? We can do that. As long as we remain intimate with God, abide in this word, listen to the Holy Spirit, and use our authority. Amen? God's will will prevail in our nation, and God's will will prevail in the world. Okay? Don't let evil news or bad news steal your joy and peace in God. If you set your affections on God, okay, fix your eyes on Him, if you set your affection on Him, whatever the news is, it will not steal your joy and peace. And the thoughts of God will immediately rise up in you. And you'll be able to rebuke what needs to be rebuked and those evil things will not take root in your heart. Instead, what will take root in your heart is the counsel of the Lord, the wisdom of God, the revelations of God. Focus on that. Focus more on that. And then your prayers will become powerful. Amen? Amen? Okay? 
So I just want to end there. Hallelujah. And hopefully you, you practice this every day of your life. Every day. <laughs>